This is a Pivotal Conversations podcast. Hello and welcome to the Girl Fit Method podcast. I'm your host, Natasha Wakefield, and I am here to help you take charge of your health, get empowered, and ultimately become the best version of yourself. Let's go. Welcome back to the Girl Fit Method podcast. I'm so happy to have you here listening today. And today's podcast topic is going to be the 20 truths you need to understand to transform your body. But before I get into that, I wanted to give you a bit of a life update. So life at the moment has been pretty hectic, to say the least. And I was thinking, should I just jump straight into the podcast episode And then I thought, nah, I'm going to be honest with you all because I'm having the worst day. Actually, let me just correct myself. I'm having the worst two weeks. Last week, I got really, really sick, really sick. Like I had a fever for three or four days that wouldn't leave and I'm still feeling not great and haven't been able to really train at all. And that's probably affected me a little bit, but I've also had stuff going on in my personal life and I almost feel like bursting into tears right now, which maybe, <laughs> Eek. sorry, <sighs> sometimes, sometimes it can all feel a little bit too much. And um, the reason I'm doing this is because I, I want you to know, like, if you're going through a really hard time at the moment, you're not alone. And that sometimes like life is really overwhelming and really, really hard. And we all go through times like that in our life. And that's how I'm feeling at the moment. And I'm feeling like I've got lots of responsibility on my shoulders and I've got no one to help me carry that. And I feel alone at times. I feel unsure of what I should do. And... I just feel a bit anxious, I guess. And it's been a really hard couple of weeks. And at the moment, I am i know I'm going to be fine. I, I don't want any of you to think that I'm really in a terrible, terrible place. I'm not in a terrible place. I'm just having a rough couple of weeks. And I have been able to kind of figure out like what helps me when I'm in a situation like this or I'm feeling this way. And that is to usually exercise, which I haven't been able to exercise, but um, I've really relied on friends lately the past couple of weeks, which have been like so wonderful. And I'm so thankful for all of my beautiful friends that have been able to just help me, um, my family as well, and just being kind to myself and sort of just surviving and living day by day and not putting too many expectations on myself to be killing it or to be feeling like I'm on top of everything, just to like get through the day. Oh my goodness. Do you know a little secret about me is I struggle with vulnerability, funny enough. (laughs) I struggle with people seeing that I'm struggling or that I'm sad. And a lot of it is because I, I hate attention on me and I would hate for people to like make a fuss over me. And so I tend to just really internalize things and keep things to myself because I don't want to be a bother on other people or ever think that I'm trying to get attention But as I'm getting older, I'm learning that's really silly and it's a silly way of thinking about things because we need people to help us. And this is just a reminder to anyone that is going through something, be kind to yourself. We all struggle. 
We all struggle. It doesn't matter how much it looks like your life is together. We all have times that are really, really, really hard and that's okay. And if you're going through that time, I just encourage you to like, yeah, be kind to yourself. Let go of any expectations you have for yourself at the moment. Make sure you reach out to family and friends. Do things that fills your cup. Go out for a walk. Get into get into the sunshine. Eat good food. Watch a good movie. Listen to happy music. Just do the things that you know are going to kind of lift your spirits. And sometimes nothing lifts your spirit. <laughs> and that's all right. We just have to sit in the uncomfortable and the sad sometimes until it passes and just know it's going to pass. And I know it's going to pass for me. I know that. But right now it sucks and you got to just sit in the suckiness. So to anyone out there that's feeling the same as me, I'm with you. I'm with you. It's okay. We're going to get through this and tomorrow is a new day. All right. Well, that is enough of me completely rambling. I want to get stuck into today's podcast episode and I'm excited to bring you this one. Can I also just say this is such a great distraction being able to record this podcast. I love jumping on the podcast. It it reminds me that like my problems aren't really that big in the scheme of things and that like I have this ability to reach so many incredible women and to be able to help them because the messages I get from you guys honestly just like make my heart sing and gives me so much purpose. So I want to thank you all for supporting the podcast. It means the absolute world to me. And I just hope to continue to be able to serve you and provide you with more value. All right, let's get stuck in today's podcast episode, 20 Truths to Transform Your Body. All right, so truth number one, fat loss is purely dictated by your nutrition. So, so many girls think that exercise is going to burn all of these calories. In particular, they tend to move towards, you know, hit cardio. We've talked about this all the time, but thinking that the amount of calories that they're burning because they're sweating and they're feeling exhausted is going to be helpful when it comes to fat loss. And listen, it just isn't. So we want to look at our total daily energy expenditure. Now your total daily energy expenditure is the amount of calories that your body burns at rest in a 24 hour period. Now there's your BMR, so your basal metabolic rate. Now this is responsible for the most amount of calories that your body burns in a day. And this is pretty much the calories that your body burns through just needing to just um, survive, right? So for you to have your organs running, for your heart to be pumping, for your brain to be working, and that takes up the majority. Then we look at things like NEAT, so your non-exercise activity thermogenesis. This is the just the, the normal movement that you would do in a, I don't know, a day, which has got nothing to do with formal exercise. So, you know, it's you blinking, you fidgeting, using your hands when you talk, all of those kinds of things. Then we also have your EAT, so your, um, sorry, that's your exercise activity thermogenesis. Let's leave that to the end. You also then have the thermic effect of food. The thermic effect of food is the amount of calories your body burns to digest the food that you consume. And little side note, your body burns the most amount of calories through the digestive process through eating protein. This is why protein, another reason why protein is really important to eat. The last thing, the thing that like burns the least amount of calories is your workout. And then on top of that, what I want you to keep in mind is that your body adapts over time. So I talk about your body getting used to the amount of calories that you eat, but your body gets used to the type of exercise that you do as well. And so now you're actually like not burning that many calories. You're not burning the same amount of calories that you were in a workout. Let's just say two months ago to what you are today. 
right? Because your body's adapted and it's learned how to, it's gone, hey, you know, Tash, Tash used to do these three sets of 10 squats and we'd burn 50 calories. But now we're kind of getting good at this. We know that Tash is going to do these three sets of 10 squats. And so you're only going to burn like 20 calories now. And this is why relying on exercise for fat loss is silly. So don't rely on exercise for fat loss. Just focus on your nutrition. Fat loss comes through eating in a calorie deficit. If you want to maintain your weight, eat at calorie maintenance. If you want to gain weight or gain muscle, then look at eating in a slight surplus. Number two is cardio is not necessary for fat loss. I get this question all the time. Tash, I'm going into a calorie deficit. Should I start implementing cardio? No. Once again, it kind of really does link into my first point, which is it doesn't really burn that many calories overall. And this is what you want to think about. When you are in a fat loss phase or you're wanting to lose weight, you want to do the least possible and get the most results. Meaning you don't want to throw all of this exercise and a real big calorie deficit straight away because at some point you will plateau. So if you can manage that, if you can start off doing the smallest amount of exercise and still seeing results, that's awesome. Because down the track as your body adapts, right, and your body plateaus, then what can happen is, is you then will Uh, as your body plateaus, you'll then be able to implement additional exercise. And look, exercise and cardio can be used as a tool. However, it's not necessary, but it can be helpful towards the end of a calorie deficit when you're really, really struggling with losing those last few kilos, right? So, but overall, is it necessary? No, once again, calorie deficit. Okay, truth number three, lift heavy weights, Even if you don't want to get jacked and big, which majority of the girls that I talk to are terrified of, right? They want to get lean. They want to look long. They want to get like, I don't like to use the word skinny. I like to use the word lean, but that's your goal. Listen to me. Listen, listen, listen. Lifting weights will build muscle. Looking toned comes from having more muscle and less body fat. Now, if all you do is cardio, your body composition doesn't change. All that happens when you go into a calorie deficit is that you will lose, you will, well, you'll potentially lose muscle as well as fat, right? Which is not going to make you look that great. You'll end up having that like skinny fat look, which just isn't great. And it's probably not the look that you are after. So in order to transform your body and for you to actually look better, When you go into a calorie deficit and lose that fat to look toned, essentially, you need to be lifting weights. You need to be building muscle. And that comes from absolutely lifting heavy weights. None of this like too scared to lift heavy, want to look lean and toned. So I just do lightweights for more reps. It doesn't work like that. Like it actually doesn't work like that. Just do cardio. It's like literally doing cardio. It does jackal. So make sure that you're focusing on lifting heavy weights and following a program with progressive overload. All right, let's go over to truth number four. Ha, 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 ha. Scale weight. So scale weight is not the best measure of your progress. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, if I could like, honestly, I'm at the point now where I just feel like I could go into every single female's house, grab the scales and just like violently, I don't know, break them over my knee and throw them as far as I possibly can because it trips up so many girls so many girls you know I don't own scales anymore I used to so I have no idea how much I I weigh like no idea 
I don't really care because there's other ways that I track my progress to ensure that I'm still on the right track. Now, when you when you're lifting heavy weights, just like my earlier point, you your body composition changes, you gain more muscle, you can lose fat. That's not always going to reflect on the scale. And if all you're doing is looking at the scale going, I want to get down to this number, I'm telling you right now, you're going to feel disappointed. The other thing to keep in mind as well is there's so much that influences scale weight, hormones, digestion, stress, how much sodium you've been consuming, what you've been eating. There is so much that impacts that. So please, 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 if the scale causes you any kind of distress anxiety throw it out and just know that it's really not a great indication of any kind of progress and it's purely data okay number five truth number five so this is where let's have a look at I guess like a better way to track your progress and that is really the way that you're feeling and the way that your clothes are fitting and your body measurements so you will find let's talk about body measurements first of all now they will increase as you build muscle in certain areas Things like when you build muscle, it needs to go somewhere, right? So legs are really common. Hips, believe it or not, can increase. And that's because you're building a booty. Where like, like if you're, if you're building muscle in your bum, right? Let's just say like it's saggy. (laughs) Think about it for a moment. Let's just say it's saggy. Okay. You build muscle. Things get perkier. Okay, well, then what's happening? The measurements around your hips are going to get wider because things are like lifting, right? They're lifting. This is a good thing. The girls freak out and they go, oh, my goodness, I'm getting bigger. My hips are like increasing. I'm holding more fat there. No, you're not. Things are just changing. Once again, when you build muscle, the shape of your body will completely change. So just keep that in mind. However, your waist measurements should, if you're in a deficit anyway, should be decreasing for most people. Okay, the next thing is your clothes. You know, you will find that you will look better in your clothes. I also want to preface this though, that as you're building muscle, sometimes you can outgrow your clothing size too. So this is really normal. Um, And once again, it's because muscle needs to go somewhere, right? It doesn't just, you don't just build muscle and it hangs around in a halo on top of your head. Like it needs to go on your body, which then means that you are probably going to find that sometimes, you know, your bra size in particular can increase around um, your back because you're building back muscles, shoulders as well, sometimes hips, right? Your pant size can change. But if you've got a lot of fat to lose, you will find that your normal clothes will start to fit you better. And that's a really great indication that you're on the right track as well. All right, let's go with point number six. And this one I'm just going to skim over because I talk about this all the time and it's so so mind-blowing to me that it's still an issue. And that is carbohydrates. Girls are so scared of carbohydrates and that that's the reason why they can't lose weight. Maybe they have insulin resistance. You do not have insulin resistance. Trust me. There's probably like a 2% of the population that have insulin resistance. And that's people that have diagnosed thyroid conditions as well as hormonal conditions as well. So, and then sometimes, you know, we work with girls all the time that have those conditions and they still eat carbohydrates. We just, we just change the plan or we need to sometimes alter it and limit the amount of carbs that they're consuming for a period of time. But for every single one of you, carbohydrates are awesome. They are your body's preferred source of energy. 
So when we think about going to the gym and having lots of energy to be able to lift as much as we possibly can and perform the best that we possibly can, your body wants to use carbohydrates. And if you are under consuming carbs, then it actually doesn't have necessarily that energy there quickly for you to be able to perform. Carbs are really important as well for recovery too. And all of this, believe it or not, can actually impact the amount of calories you burn in a 24-hour period. Carbohydrates are no different to protein. They are no different to fats when it comes to gaining fat. It all comes down to you over-consuming and eating in a calorie surplus. That's your issue, regardless of what kind of carbohydrates you're eating, or sorry, your macronutrients you're eating, you're going to gain fat. You can eat too much protein that can put you into a calorie surplus and you can gain fat, right? So don't demonize one macronutrient. Carbs are your friend. Carbs are also delicious and we all love them. I eat a lot of carbohydrates. Big fan. Okay, point number seven. If you are not on point with your nutrition, you can have the best training program on the planet, but you will not see results. Once again, going back to my first point, really the simple way to think about this is that nutrition will completely control your weight, your, I was going to say your body composition, but really for you to be able to lose fat or gain fat, that's all going to come through your, um, your nutrition, right? Exercise, exercise, I want you to think about as a way to change the shape of your body. So to build muscle, but then also as a way to get stronger, build resilience, build self-discipline and for longevity, like just for your overall health and your mental health as well. Don't rely on exercise, please. And don't think that the more exercise you do can kind of outdo the fact that you're not on track with your nutrition because it just like doesn't work. Okay. Truth number eight is going to be eating healthy does not mean you're in a calorie deficit or eating healthy does not mean that you won't gain fat. Calories somewhat are calories. It's probably another podcast topic, to be honest with you. People just say calories in, calories out. Yes, at a a basic level. But I also think the quality of calories do make a really big impact on your ability to lose fat if that is your goal. However, Just because you're eating healthy or eating quote unquote clean, and I'm using that term, I don't like that term, but most girls when they say they're eating clean are eating whole foods, right? And they think that by doing that, that is the key to them having like losing fat and looking incredible. But there's always like there's calories in whatever food you have. You know, if you've got like 100 calories of, I don't know, Brazil nuts, and then you've got 100 calories of like chocolate, still a hundred calories like your body will still digest it and understand it as the same the equal amount of energy right so that's not going to be key for you so eating healthy is wonderful and including lots of whole foods into your diet is fantastic however it is not going to be the answer to you losing weight okay point number what about two nine i think so point number nine all right training more does not equal better results And I fell into this category. I was a victim to this. I used to think the more exercise I did, the better I would look. And funny enough, the more exercise I did, the worse I looked. And then like the more exercise I did, the more obsessed with exercise I became. And the more exercise I did, the more tired I became, the more hormonal issues I had, the more digestive issues I had, the more miserable I became, the worse my anxiety. And it's kind of like too much of a good thing is bad. We don't want to rely on exercise as the be all and end all 
or believing that the more that we do, the more we're going to get out of it. It actually exercises a stress on the body and too much stress on the body is going to be counterproductive to your goal, which would be to be achieving whatever body physique or body you have in mind that you're wanting to get right so what you need to think about doing is understanding that exercise there's like almost like a science to it and this is a great way to think about it actually because this helps me when I realized that exercise didn't work almost like nutrition where you're like I eat x amount of calories I burn x amount of calories if I eat less than I burn I lose weight when I stopped thinking about exercise that way as in You know, I exercise seven days a week. Therefore, if I do that, I will lose weight or I will look this way or I will be able to eat this amount of food. And I got like dropped that thought. I started to really enjoy exercise and realize it was like fun because it actually has nothing to do with that. It's more a science. It's more figuring out your body needs to be stimulated. Your body, your muscles need to be stimulated and kind of like that muscle building signal needs to be sent to them a certain amount of times during the week, right? Now, too much will stop you seeing progress. Too little will also stop you seeing progress. There's a sweet spot, right? And really, we want to focus on hitting each muscle group twice per week. That's what science sort of says is the sweet spot. And when you realize that, you're like, oh, okay. So what it comes down to is really the quality of my exercise, quality of my workouts, my training program, and not the quantity, Another question I get is, how long should I be in the gym for? It doesn't matter. What are you actually doing in the gym? How hard are you working in the gym? Are you resting adequately in between sets? Like that is what is more important. So that is point nine. Point number 10. Ha, this, <laughs> this goes into what I just touched on. And that is making sure you actually take rest periods throughout your workout. I used to do F45. I don't want to rag on F45. I think for some people it can be helpful, especially if you're busy or you just like that group mentality. But it's really not great if you're really wanting to see changes in your body but we were like encouraged to do like burpees in between our rest periods and like jumping jacks and running on the spot (sighs) no don't do that don't do that don't do that it doesn't like it you know how I talked about exercise being a science think about it that way like in order for you to rest like for you to rest what that means is that your body is kind of like resting to be able to then push harder again in your next set if you can't do that then you're actually not progressively overloading and your body won't change it's so counterproductive goes back to thinking oh if i just don't stop throughout my workout i'll burn more calories no you will not be burning more calories that it's like that's i think i've talked about that enough now let's drop that that doesn't work right so make sure that you stick to rest periods in between your sets they're really important Okay, point number 11, and that is make sure you sleep. A lot of people will go into, you know, should I be cutting carbs or should I be eating more of this or like spacing my meals out more? And their their sleep is terrible, like terrible. And if they just focused on their sleep, they would absolutely start to see results. So being sleep deprived has so many negative impacts on your body, does increase cortisol levels, which is our stress hormone, which can then make fat loss really difficult. The other thing to think about as well is like the hormonal um, effects it has on your body when you when you don't get enough sleep. So we have hunger hormones and that can really throw out your hunger hormones. You might notice that when you're really tired and you're not getting enough sleep, 
you will feel hungry a lot of the time and a lot of that's just because you need energy to get through the day in particular in the afternoon and you will probably crave sugars and sugars are actually carbohydrates so your body's going oh my goodness like I need to get through this afternoon I'm so sleep deprived and so what it will do is it will try to look for quick energy and the quickest kind of energy you can find is sugar so make sure you focus on your sleep not everyone needs eight to nine hours I get between six and seven probably feel better having about seven hours but I'd say between seven and nine is a sweet spot for most people I am just interrupting this podcast episode to bring you today's sponsor and today's sponsor is hold on it's GirlFit Method yes today's sponsor is us and I am jumping into your ears very quickly to let you know about how we can change your life. Now, if you're anything like me, you potentially may have spent a lot of time under consuming, thinking you need to eat less in order to look better, exercise more in order to look better, and maybe it's gotten you nowhere because it sure did get me nowhere. But the incredible news is it doesn't need to be that way. That is what we do here at GirlFit Method. We teach girls how they can eat more, improve the look of their body, and ultimately ultimately find food freedom. If you are sick and tired of spinning your wheels getting absolutely nowhere and you want to find out how we have helped over a thousand women transform their bodies, up-level their mindset and get the results that they've desperately wanted, then I would suggest heading to our show notes and completing our obligation-free application form. That'll give you a little bit more information about our coaching, what we do and how we can potentially help you. All right, let's get back into today's podcast episode. Okay, point number 12. Um, If you cannot maintain your fat loss, so if you've gone and lost weight and you can't maintain that, then the method that you used did not work. So do not go back to do that again. This is where most girls really struggle you know and I think we've all been in this situation where we've lost weight and we're proud of ourselves and then we restricted so much or we used a method that we just couldn't stick to that we end up getting that weight back and then we feel like we've failed like we feel like we've done something wrong when you've done actually nothing wrong it's just the fact that you can't maintain that right and that's like the diet culture industry that's why they're so rich they're just absolutely milking you all because they're like, hey, check out this new diet, like fast 800. What a load of bull crap. Here, I, I, I eat 800 calories. Like, no, duh. The guy's a doctor. I can't remember. Is it, oh, is it Dr. Michael Mosley? I don't want to say that when it's not him. But I think he did the fast 800. Well, like, I don't feel like I need to go to university, become a doctor to know that if you eat 800 calories, you can lose weight. Are you telling me that you're going to eat 800 calories for the rest of your life and then be able to maintain that? Keeping in mind metabolic adaptation? No. Silly, silly, silly. You need to take a slower approach and a more sustainable approach. That's how you're going to keep your results. And in the meantime, you're not going to be losing muscle and you're also not going to develop a terrible relationship with food where you become obsessed with food because you're just starving yourself all the time. I've completely forgotten what number I'm up to. Oh, did I say 12? Yeah, I did. Okay, 13. Sorry, I'm a bit scatterbrained today. Okay, you will not. Oh, this is such a good point. Okay, number 13, brace yourselves. When you come out of a calorie deficit, you will not maintain that weight when you go up to your maintenance calories. I know, I know, hear me out. As you start to eat more food, and this happens when girls reverse diet, you gain weight right? You gain weight because you got more food in your belly. On top of that, 
you also have glycogen stores refilled and what happens is when we're in a deficit they get drained right so they sort of sucked dry if you think about it that way then you start to eat more and they get nice and full which is good we want that right this is a good thing that will see a real bump up in scale weight and then also because you've got more food in your belly you're going to weigh more does that mean that your body composition has changed does that mean you've gained fat no it does not mean you've gained fat But just keep in mind, you will not be able to maintain your lowest weight when you're in your maintenance calories. Okay, number 14. Am I up to 14? I hope so. Um, Gaining weight isn't a bad thing. Let's just say that. Gaining weight is not a bad thing. I want to like stop demonizing weight gain and just own it. Because there are some times in your life, like let's say pregnancy, you're going to gain weight. Is that a bad thing? No. No. Is it bad to gain weight after you've been in a really, um, if you've been in a calorie deficit, just like the example that I used? No. Is it a bad thing to gain weight when you've lived your life under consuming for years and over exercising and your life being ruled by food and exercise and you hating yourself? And then you you gain a bit of weight and you gain a life back, like you gain back freedom. You like yourself again. You're not at your lowest weight, but you actually realize you don't care because you're living your life and you're not like controlled by food and exercise. No way. Bull crap. Life is good. Life is good. Weight gain is not bad. I'm at a heavier weight than my lowest and I love life. Life is great. Never in a million years, never in a million years would I ever want to go back to that. Ever, 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 ever. Even if I had to weigh 10 kilos heavier, happy days. I'd take that option because life does not revolve around what the number on the scale says. I think I've said enough about that. So let's stop demonizing weight gain. There's a good hashtag you guys can follow if you're struggling with that at the moment. It is on Instagram and probably on TikTok as well. Weight gain is cool. And girls share their journey of gaining weight and it might be really helpful for you guys to follow along with that hashtag. Okay, number 15 is weight gain and fat gain are not the same thing. So going back once again to gaining weight when you see the number on the scale increase just know that that's not necessarily fat gain so scale weight won't tell you that once again measurements and your progress pictures are going to show if you've gained fat more than anything but gaining weight so when we use the word i've gained weight you really want to say if you're referring to fat you've gained fat because everyone gains weight over whatever and it's got nothing to do with what you've probably got in your mind which is fat gain All right, that was 15, wasn't it? Okay, I've got five more. All right, the thing is, is I've made notes of this, but I haven't numbered them. So that was my rookie error. Bad, bad call, Tash. Okay. Um, All right, so just because you put on a little bit of fat while you build muscle doesn't mean it is permanent. All right, so let's go back to talking about seasons. You'll be like, Tash, seasons again. Shut up about the seasons, but I will not shut up because it is what it is. Okay, this is how I'm starting my speech, my rant about gaining weight and how in different seasons we have to gain weight. So if your goal is to build muscle, you will most probably need to sit at a slightly higher weight. Now, if you can get yourself out of this like anxious state where gaining weight is the worst thing on the planet, then you don't care because you realize oh, it's actually super duper easy to lose fat right it's not hard so if I have to gain a little bit of weight let's just say two three four kilos to build muscle for six months right which is not a big deal you'll probably notice it no one else will I assure you 
then you know how to go into a calorie deficit to lose it. You're not going to be stuck like that forever. You know, to get to your long-term goal, you have to take, you have to make short-term sacrifices. And a lot of us don't want to get uncomfortable in the short term. We want what we want right now. Life doesn't work that way. If you go into any kind of nutrition or like well, your fitness journey really in particular thinking that you want to get to your end goal right now and not make any sacrifices you're just going to get stuck in that yo-yo cycle of like doing extremes getting results not being able to maintain them and then being left with like having a massive issue with food and exercise not worth it not worth it play the long game I was chatting to a client yesterday and I was talking about zooming out. And actually, this is what I've been using in my life. I know I went on a bit of a rant about how I've had a rough day. This is what I do. And there's a, a um, video on TikTok as well. And it like it zooms in. It has like a person, zooms out to the suburb, zooms out to the city, zooms out um, like to the country and then the globe. And then like the world becomes the galaxy and there's stars. And you realize, oh, my gosh, like I'm so tiny And your problems right now are so tiny and you need to remember that. Like this is just a moment in time. And if you can zoom out and look at the big picture, it doesn't seem so overwhelming. But we get so lost and just stuck in our own heads thinking where we are right now is where we're stuck. And we're not. We're never stuck. You're in control of every single choice you make in your life, which means you're in control of losing weight like in three months if you want to. You can do that. But that all comes down to having a healthy mindset, right? And a healthy relationship with food and exercise and with your body and understanding in order to get to, you know, X destination, it's going to need to take sacrifice right now. It's a really, really hard lesson to learn, but a really important lesson to learn as well. Okay, point number 16. Get strong and focus on exercise as a means of longevity. So listen, I'm getting old, right? Not really. I mean, I no, look, 32. Is 32 old? Maybe. Maybe if you're 20, 32 is old. I still feel like I'm 16. But what I'm realizing as I'm getting older is that like my focus is not necessarily my body anymore. But what I do want to do is live a long and healthy and happy life. Now I'm thinking, okay, Sonny's going to get older. Sonny's going to get married. Maybe, maybe he won't get married. I don't know. But he might have kids. And then when he has those kids, I want to be like, I want to be the cool grandma. They're not going to call me grandma, by the way. I'll find a better name than that. But like, I want to have energy. Not even that. Like, I want to go and travel and I'll, I have things that I want to accomplish as I get older. But if I'm like frail and old and like my bones are brittle because I haven't eaten properly or I haven't exercised properly and I haven't looked after myself how sad like I want to live life to the fullest and I want to be healthy I want my brain to work well and exercise is so so important for all of that so really really focus if you can on shifting exercise the idea and the reason why you exercise off of purely how you look and onto longevity and your overall health because it will be an absolute game changer. All right, number 13. It's going to take so much longer than you think. So think about what you want to achieve, how long you'd like that to achieve that in, and then double that bad boy because that's how long it's probably going to take you. It always takes longer just in general, but also life happens, right? So we get sick or, you know, like the past week I've been really unwell and I haven't really exercised. 
And if I had like, I don't know, some goal to complete something in six weeks, which was a little bit delusional, then I'd be stressing being like, oh my goodness, I'm not going to be able to achieve my goal. Always leave yourself some wiggle room, but also just know that it always takes much longer, much, much longer than what you think. So take your goal and then double it, the, the goal, and then think about how long you want it to take you and then double that. Okay. So next one is you can probably do more and push harder in the gym than what you are at the moment. Um, one reason why people tend to plateau in the gym is that they don't work hard enough and working hard, um, working hard is really pivotal when it comes to lifting weights and building muscle. You need to be pushing yourself and things do need to feel hard. Like you can't be cruising. Um, but also you don't want to be pushing to failure. So there's a difference between those two things for most situations when you're doing a set so you're doing an exercise you really want to be kind of like only having one to two reps left before you can fail which is when you think about it pretty hard like that's not easy like you've got to be out of breath you've got to be like oh can I get this weight up so fun by the way it's so fun when you when you do push yourself to those limits because we really will limit ourselves in what we think that we can achieve. And that all comes down to the mind. And we always want to run away from what feels uncomfortable. And that goes with exercise. I always think about hip thrust. And when I'm doing hip thrust, you're like, ah, oh, like I can keep doing hip thrust. I'm not going to die. Like I'm not going to break my back, but this is really hurting me and I'm not enjoying this right now. So I'm just going to stop here. But you really, you could absolutely get out five or six more reps. And that's where you need to go. You need to push and kind of lean into the pain. I've talked about this before. The way that I've been able to shift that for myself is like I tell myself I love pain. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I froth it. I'm like, yes, this is the stuff that like, this is what gets me up and about. Right. And I tell myself that even though it's hurting, I kind of like try to make it my bitch. I'm like, yeah, this is the stuff that like fuels me. I don't know. It's a bit weird, but that works for me. That's what I tell myself in my brain because the other voices in my brain are saying, this hurts, stop, stop, stop. So I have to drown those thoughts out. All right. And lucky last, this is the last point of the uh, podcast. And that is everything that you do when it comes to your health and fitness needs to come from a place of self-respect. I know that might sound a little wishy-washy, a little bit, oh, Tash, roll your eyes. But can I say it is so true. It is so true. And it actually goes for everything in our life, all the decisions that we make and the choices that we make. We want to make those because we want what's best for us, right? Now, I want you to reflect back on your relationship with food and exercise. And I want you to think, like, when you feel you tell yourself you can't eat something or you do choose to eat something, why? Just question yourself, why? Why am I not allowing myself to eat this? Or why am I allowing myself to eat this? I'm going to wake up and go to the gym today. Why am I going to the gym today? Because I'm terrified if I don't, like, I don't know, I won't look a certain way or I need to burn off what I ate or I need to justify the food that I'm going to eat today. Is that respect? Not at all right? You're worthy just as you are right now, not when you weigh a certain amount or when you look a certain way. You're worthy right now and every decision that you make in your life, you want to honor that. You want to have that self-respect for yourself where you 
you choose what is good for you because you're a good person and you deserve good things the way you are right now not like in six months time when you've lost the weight or when you've found the right person or when you've earned a certain amount of money or like when you have a certain house or like certain friends whatever it is for you like right now you're worthy you're good enough you're amazing and so every decision that you make is going to is going to benefit you because that's what you choose to bring into your life and that my friends is where I'm going to leave it make sure to subscribe leave a rating and a review remember if you do leave a rating and a review screenshot it send it through to me you'll go into the draw to win a $100 Gymshark voucher and I love absolutely love reading all of your reviews and actually all of your messages please keep sending me dms i get dms all the time about the podcast i can't explain to you how much they just lift my spirits and make my day and you know if you ever got any suggestions or feedback i'm always open to that i love 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 hearing it because i always want to make this the best i possibly can for you all right guys have an incredible rest of your week big love coach tash Mm -hmm.